Welcome to the TruckVin.com podcast. As America's foremost truck buyer, we keep you informed on all topics regarding the trucking industry. We work with industry leaders to provide valuable insight. When you're ready to sell, call America's foremost truck buyer at 855-TRUCK-20 or visit TruckVin.com. And now, your host for the TruckVin.com podcast, Zach Ellis. Good morning. Today is January 12th, 2023. Welcome to the truckmen.com podcast. Today, we're joined with our guest, Bill Cresser from Origin Bank. Bill is a senior vice president at Origin Bank. So if you guys are interested in learning anything about whether you're banking with a small bank, a uh, regional bank, or maybe a large bank, Bill's going to answer some questions for you. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Bill, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Awesome. Good to awesome. be here. So we're here at the Fort Worth office. We just got this new uh, podcast studio done. So we're pretty excited to uh, bring a lot of content, you know, whether we're talking with bankers, talking with trucking industry professionals, whether we're talking with, you know, industry leading CEOs, whoever it may be, we're excited to bring it to you. So we're gonna spend some time here with Bill. Um, Tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Where you started at? How'd you get into banking? Okay, yeah, a little bit about just uh, kind of growing up. I was born outside of Chicago, but then moved down here to Texas uh, when I was city. young. So, uh, so yeah, all the all the little sports teams and a lot of good stuff still still reroute back to Chicago. Big White Sox fans, stuff like that. That's what I grew up with. Of course, Michael Jordan back in the yeah. day. Um, that's what my dad watched. That's who he liked. That's who I like. So, uh, awesome. but other than that, just you know, being here in Fort Worth, Texas, wouldn't want to live anywhere else in the United States or in the world for that matter. Um, just love it here. Um, you know, go Frogs. Uh, super proud of them. Uh, although their last game didn't end up the way we wanted it to. They had a great season, so that was awesome to see. Um, that was a rough game, man. Yeah, rough I turned game, it off at like 35 game. to 7. I said, I yeah. can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I turned it off at halftime. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, just myself grew up, uh, grew up playing sports um that's yeah. kind of my thing i still still play volleyball regularly yeah. now yeah. um played soccer when i was younger did got into triathlons in my uh late 30s early 40s did iron man all that kind of good stuff mm -hmm. um but that kind of led me into just you know always challenging myself um working as a team yeah. things like that and i think that just kind of led me in the right path um my grandfather he worked for a bank for um his whole entire career and uh when my mom mentioned hey why don't you just go get a job being a teller while i was in college oh, wow so i was like all right sounds good so worked in the afternoons yeah. in a remote drive-through uh <laughs> with another with another guy i became good friends with back then what year and was that that you were that would have been uh, 96 to 90 to 99. Worked wow. there for three years. and So I was still a baby then. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now I dated myself. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but then afterwards, you know, graduated college, worked for a staffing company for about a year, which is okay. really cool. That helped me, like, just kind of figure out uh people you know i always have this uh, saying when i was was a manager for quite some time you know everybody's gonna let you down at some point right oh, yeah. right you know as a manager right your best guy at one point he's gonna drop the ball oh yeah yeah so where'd you go to so, college at uh well so good good good, good question uh i went to hill college down in hillsborough okay. for a year played soccer there on a scholarship and that All kind right. of stuff and then went to uta graduated from uta oh, wow. uh, nice. political science degree don't ask
ask me why. I just kind of dug politics at that time and, okay. and the government and stuff like that. Not so much anymore. <laughs> but uh, just, uh, you know, played soccer at UTA as well, was involved mm-hmm. with fraternity, all that kind of stuff. Got really involved with everything on campus there at UTA and uh, just really enjoyed my time. You know, learned learned a lot. Learned from from professors. Mm-hmm. Learned from you know fraternity brothers. Learned from teammates. All that kind of stuff, which kind of projected me into, you know, in, into my in my my future, right? Yeah. So now, in about two thousand one, I got back into banking. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was doing the recruiting and stuff like that, my neighbor, my mom's neighbor, she hired me. She said, "Hey, wow. come work for me. Come work for me." I'm like, all right, I'll come work for you. So that all worked out. Ended up getting some uh, my investment license pretty quickly mm-hmm. after going there, and then and then just decided to make it a career. So I started out as a banker. Mm-hmm. Um, was a banker for several years. And then moved into the uh, system manager role, got into learning the management side mm-hmm. of it and and hiring people, all that kind of good stuff. And um, you know, had some great managers along the way. The majority of them were great. But one of my managers I had for a while, she said, you know, one thing that one thing when you become a manager, mm-hmm. learn from the managers had in the past. Yeah. L- yeah. Learn what not to do from the bad yeah. ones. Yeah, <laughs> learn what to do. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And learn what to do from the good ones. And I think that was that was a really, really valuable lesson early in life. Yeah, yeah. So went to UTA from Chicago, went to UTA, started as a teller part-time. Right. So 2001. So you stayed in banking since 2001 up until yep, now. Yeah, 2001 to present. Yep, all banking. For some of you that don't know, Origin Bank is actually who we bank with. Uh, you know, we're huge on being from Fort Worth. Obviously, he mentioned Go Frogs. We're at, uh, for those of you that are familiar with downtown Fort Worth, we're at 10th and Summit is where my building is. You'll see the truckfin.com sign. So we're in the heart of downtown Fort Worth, but TCU is probably, what, three miles from us? Yeah, yeah. yeah if that, if yeah. that. So the stadium. So when it gets packed, I try to get out of here early and uh, shuffle <laughs> all my salespeople out so I can go to the game. But, you know, we're huge on that. So you spent some time, 2001, Teller. When did you move into the, what was it, senior vice president you were with? Sure, was it sure. PNC or BBVA prior yeah, to Yeah, so a little bit about that kind of path. Uh, when, as I mentioned, was a assistant manager, mm-hmm. then was a manager for a while. Okay. Did that for, I worked for all three of the big banks. I yeah. worked for uh, Bank of America, Chase, and Wells Fargo. So uh, taste, <laughs> taste of all three. Was a big bank guy. <laughs> okay. and, and you'll find out uh, a lot of people have worked for Chase at some point. Chase yeah. is a great bank for for training bankers to, oh, okay. you learn how to be a banker at chase and then you and then you figure out your direction yeah. from there so, <laughs> so anyways i uh, ended up at bbva so okay. which has now been acquired but uh worked for them for almost 10 years wow first five years with a manager there mm-hmm. and you know top performer all that kind of good stuff and just kind of waited for the right opportunity to come along had great relationships still do with my uh manager from back then and we're on a non-profit together all that kind of good stuff wow. and uh he 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 was ready to let me go, you know, yeah. and and but we were strategic about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly what the next spot was and everything. Spot came available in private wealth, and and that just was where I wanted fit. to be. Yeah, it's right perfect there. fit. I had good guys there that were my were going to be my peers that had already had partnered with in the past, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's really where I kind of became a lender for say, right? Just truly lending, opening new accounts. We also did brokerage then, okay. and uh, and then 
you know, two, two, almost well, a year and a half ago, I moved over to Origin Bank when they got acquired. I just saw, saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. Time to get with, uh, you know, regional size bank, mm-hmm. one that can get things done. You know, yeah. uh, the, the bigger you get, that BBA, kind of regional bank, yeah. started feel, feeling good, getting deals done, uh-huh. got acquired by a large bank got to get back to that regional bank they think the regional bank is is great because you feel the presence of a large bank Mm -hmm. but you also have that home feel where you can get deals done i had last night i had dinner with the number two guy lance hall in our entire company oh wow! so you know it shows you that a big company i'm not going to get anywhere near somebody that high up the company right they'll shuffle you off to the side go sit at that (laughs) right right yeah so that was something i had written down was a lot of our customers obviously being trucking based are you know our average customer can be a single truck owner operator to a guy that runs you know three trucks or 10 trucks or maybe it's a guy that you know runs a couple hundred trucks and it seems like no matter what when we go to buy our equipment probably 90 percent of it has that payoff um and we see a lot of that whether it's you know big banks like the you know ones you just mentioned or sometimes the regional banks but some of the questions we get when we go to talk to these guys is hey man what are the factors that influence you know where we should be banking or where we should be financing because obviously as truckman.com we specialize in only buying trucks but we try to be that secondary influence and that's what this podcast is, is obviously focused on is what insight can we give a guy not only on just selling his truck but hey maybe he's going to buy a truck or hey maybe the guy needs help with connections in the insurance or maybe he needs help in load boards or banking right because obviously sure. money's important for everybody so he can make a living <laughs> but so i guess kind of dive into what are some of the factors that somebody should take into account and then what are the difference from a small town one horse bank to a regional bank such as origin and then maybe some of the larger banks yeah so I think a lot of it has to do with who you're working with there, right? Okay. And as long as you've got the right person, sometimes the bank doesn't matter, doesn't, the size doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But what I've found as you start to grow with your clients and things like that, you have to be able to take care of your clients, yeah. right? And, and the biggest thing and the biggest reason I moved banks was now I can service my clients the way mm-hmm. I was servicing them before when I was at a regional bank. The regional yeah. bank, like I said, gives you that the best of both worlds mm-hmm. we've got the online banking we've got all the, the you know the, the, the tools that the big bank has yep. right exactly but i've also got the ear of the right people right mm-hmm. i can get a deal done if yeah. i had to call up you know drake the head of our company i'd pick up the phone call him i yeah. don't necessarily need, have a need for that but <laughs> that's called i've now. only got two people <laughs> in between me and drake right so yeah. my boss the regional guy and then his boss, which is which is the head of the company, right? Yeah. So, um, so the a bank of that size, great because we can get deals done, right? Mm-hmm. We're flexible still. Um, when you get too big, it, it, everything has to fit in the box, right? Because you got so much compliance and so much overhead and so much regulation. Mm-hmm. And the and the banks when they're in that medium size, they're willing to take some risk, right? The smaller banks aren't able to take as much risk because. You know, they go bad on a ten million dollar deal. Yeah. You know, that's that's huge to them. We're, we're, you know, we fit in that nice little spot where we can go up to you know thirty five, forty million dollars in wow. lending. So it, it just allows us that flexibility, get things done, help yeah. the clients. As you know, it's all about yeah. relationship. I think okay. the biggest thing, if you're looking for a banker, one, they need to have some experience. Mm-hmm. They don't have to have twenty five years like I have. Yeah, great, fantastic, whatever. <laughs> it helps, but you, it helps, right? <laughs> but you yeah. need somebody it seasoned, helps. right? You need somebody seasoned so that they yes. they can they know you, they get to know you, know mm-hmm. your business, and then when something comes up, 
you're there to help them, right? Mm-hmm. You and I know we've we've already dealt in in our in our relationship. Yeah. We've already dealt with the challenge of gas prices going up, right? Yeah. Dealt with that. We dealt with your company growing. We've already taken your facility and almost doubled it. Yeah. And yeah. and it's about can we get it done? Can they get it done? And you know, at some point, you might get so big that you need X dollar amount of lending. And 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 I go. I got to pass you on, you know, because because our bank's not big enough to handle your facility. But right now we we've got that, that partnership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I look forward to that day where I can say, hey, go go see X, Y, Z at this big old bank. And yeah. they'll take care of you. You know, I got we got contacts. We've 25 years. I got contacts yeah. at any bank. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, right now we've we've created this relationship and it's it's been awesome. I mean, yeah. I was talking to my boss yesterday about coming out and seeing you and doing all the things, you know, and awesome. getting, getting in front of you, you know, taking care yeah. of you as a client and yeah. knowing you personally, you know, I know, uh, <laughs> I know, I know your family, you know, yeah. and, I, and that's, and that's key, right? Exactly. Uh, and we can anticipate things, you know, is, am I helping you with everything that has to do with truck fin? Yeah. But as something else comes up, you want to move houses, you want to do this, you want to invest yeah. in this, or you, you want to do something outside of normal business. We've got the relationship, right? Side note, Morgan does want to move houses. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hey, I'm looking for a house. And I'm like, All right. Okay. All right. Let's well, call you Bill. know, we'll help you with that as well. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, some of the factors that influence it, right, is, hey, if it's just a small town bank, you know, if, if you just need a checking account, savings account, maybe that small town bank, maybe somebody that, you know, is local, if you're, you know, a single truck operator and maybe the guy doesn't want to grow, right? But, you know, for me, I guess in my personal experience, and the reason I asked that is so many of the people that we talk to are outside of the trucking industry. So it's not just trucking. I talk to guys that are in, obviously, real estate. We share some connections there. I talk to guys that are in the logistics business outside of, you know, supply and uh, supply chain, supply and demand, stuff like that. I talk to guys that are in the technology space. And there's so many different factors. You know, there's, I think what I've seen and the little that I know about banks is some banks specialize in certain sectors, right? Like some of the Japanese banks specialize in the technology sector. And somebody like BMO Harris specializes specializes in that transportation finance is the largest sure. transportation finance bank in the U.S. or maybe U.S. and Canada. But I think what I find with a regional bank, much like uh, Origin is prior to this, we had a bank that was out of state mm-hmm. and we would only see the lender maybe once a quarter, if that. And it seems like if the guy's busy out trying to drum up business, you can't get a hold of him. We run into a big deal. You know, we're, we're buying $200,000 W-9s and I'm like, hey, man, there's 20 of them. I need, you know, X amount and I need to get this deal done quick because there's so many factors, especially in trucking that we don't know. You know, there's there's a million reasons a guy sells his truck. You know, we've seen some of them just this week. Guys are getting out of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe there's family, personal matters. Maybe the guy thinks it's a good time to capitalize and and get more money than what he paid for the asset um, or whatever the reasons are. But I think being able to act quick, exactly what you said is huge, huge to not only us, but just to anybody. There's nothing worse than calling a guy three times and he's like you know you reach my voicemail it's aggravating so i guess what is kind of origin specialized in i know we've made a few payoffs out of a few customers that we have in louisiana (laughs) and i see origin bank and i'm like yes you know because i know i can get my title quick so what is it exactly uh that origin focuses mainly on is there any certain sectors i think that we've got a motto here at our bank treat every client like the only client right okay and I think that that's something that I hope that you feel every single time we talk down the phone. Yes. You text me. Do I answer the phone every single time? No. no. Do I get back to you every time? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, yes. so yeah. and, and whenever, 
you and I are talking, you've got my full attention. And I think that that's, that's key, right? Mm -hmm. Are you going to get that somewhere else? No, because the person's probably isn't skilled at that. Their culture of their bank is not driving that. Our culture is driven by treating everybody like they're the only person. Yeah. It's a one, one size fits one kind of process, right? Wow. Not one size fits all. We're not that. We're not that bank. We never will be that bank. Yeah. One size fits one, right? Yeah. When I'm doing something, it's very specific to you mm -hmm. and to your needs, right? And your needs are completely different than any other client I have, as yes. you know. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you're the leader of what you do. So nobody, I can't even get anybody to be even close to what you do. So I have to make sure that what we're doing for you matches you, matches your needs, that yeah. kind of stuff. Specialized. So cars, boats, houses, real estate, trucking, you'll finance it all. Yeah, yeah, we'll finance it all. I, and one thing I'd say, you know, if you wanna go buy a car at a car dealership, Please check with them, see what their rate yeah, is. Yeah. Check with a credit union, mm -hmm. and you can check with me. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you if you're just buying, you know, a Camry or whatever. But as mm -hmm. you know, you're buying a truck, you're buying yeah. these big ticket items. Then, then we go out. Then we can go out of your way to to help you and, and yeah. get those things done. So we're we're not going to be the best rated everything. That's impossible. Yeah, we, yeah. we would we would not be making any money if we're the best rated everything because we'd have to beat everybody's prices. Exactly. But what we are going to do is we're going to deliver the best service. We're going to take care of you and take care of your needs. And with our company, Private Wealth is where I came from. I worked with high net worth clients and individuals. And obviously, they own businesses. They mm -hmm. own assets, things like that. So when I transitioned over here, they're like, okay, and you can do the commercial lending, and you can do CNI, wow. and you can do real estate. So it's been nice. Now I can help my clients with everything. You know, yeah. And I'm not the expert at everything, and you know that. Yeah. So sometimes we bring in a partner that helps us with whatever it is, cash management. It helps us to uh, reconfigure a deal to make sure it makes sense and stuff like that. So I like to say that, you know, I'm a master of none, but I know enough to help you out and get you to the right place, yeah. bring in the right partners, you know, connector, really. Yeah. And you know that that's kind of what yeah. you are. You're a connector. When your clients come to you, they don't always come to you to sell you a truck. They're like, oh, I'm selling you a truck, but hey, can you help me with your banking? Can you yeah. help me with this? Right. And, yeah. and we've got the people, we've built the relationships here in the community that we can connect them with the right person to help them with their other needs too, yeah. which creates more credibility for ourselves. So you guys are based in, what is it, Louisiana, right? Yep, Ruston, Louisiana. Okay. So based been around Louisiana. for over 100 years now. So 100 years, wow. Yeah. So based in Louisiana, I know you've got branches in Texas. I think you have a few in Mississippi too, right? Correct, correct. Okay. So uh, yeah, obviously based in Mississippi, grew in Mississippi, all that kind of good stuff. But okay. here just recently, yep. we got more assets and more loans in Texas. So that's, yeah. that's a good thing. That's, that's a good uh, you know, that's so a good. Uh, we love it here in Texas. We love the market. Our yeah. people in Louisiana love Texas as well so it's, it's awesome i know i was talking to james and he mentions that uh his uh acronym is there's a 787 plane full of people that come to dallas fort worth every day yep and when they land they're not leaving right, right. And obviously they're in the real estate <laughs> space but i think even some of the trucking stuff too and that's a lot of where we're finding the the one to five truck guys that we're buying trucks from and you know that's not our only source of of business but that is a lot of it and i think you know dallas fort worth uh atlanta georgia chicago illinois milwaukee wisconsin miami those are some of the big hot areas for trucking and those are really places that we find where guys want to get rid of their trucks but that's that's good information is as far as you know finding a bank that really fits your niche it's not just hey let me send it over to the big bank and see what the best rate is right yeah. because i feel like 
I know personally me, I would rather pay a higher rate or pay an additional fee to have a relationship with a guy to say, sure. hey, you know what? I've got, you know, lines of credit with this person. They'll pick up the houses, the cars, the assets, whatever we may have. So a lot of our trucking audience that's seeing this is going to be, you know, some of the smaller owner operators and then some of the bigger trucking companies. And obviously I've mentioned you to numerous of customers. And as, uh, you know, supply chain lightens, right, you're starting to get your new trucks a little bit sooner. Sure. I was talking to a dealer yesterday and he said, man, even if you ordered it right now, you would probably not get it for at least nine to 10 months, wow. right? And, and this is January of 23. And he's like, we're already sold out for 23. The only chance that you would get it <laughs> is if somebody canceled. So right. we're still seeing a lot of what we saw in 2022 with supply, sure. uh, supply chain, you know, disruption, a lot of the parts, whether it's uh, microchips that go inside of collision mitigation, whether you can't get tires, rims, whatever it is that may be for the truck right. that they're missing. So we're still seeing a lot of that. So I guess kind of in simplest terms, senior vice president, what exactly is that position? What are you doing? What does your day look like? What does your week look like? <laughs> uh, so each week, each day is always yeah. always a little different, right? Okay. I get up in the morning, check the emails you know, yeah. before I leave the house, of course. Sometimes I'm at the house for an hour responding to clients needs right yeah. um that's I, the remote work that everybody looks for <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm not a i'm not a work from home guy i prefer to be in the office yep. be around people that kind of stuff okay but uh you know th then that means you know i spend an hour there oh now i'm pulling in the office at 9 30 9 45 yeah. right instead of being there at 8 30 you know yeah. like 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 some people are right it, yeah. it just yeah. depends right but then i'm also answering the phone after six o'clock and mm -hmm. on the weekends and stuff when like I'm that nobody else is. yeah when you're texting me at <laughs> night yes you and i are texting last <laughs> night late last night right yeah. Yeah. uh so you know and then a lot of clients i have the doctors and things like that i can't get a hold of those guys during the day so yeah. they're texting me at night and we're going back and forth over the deals or whatever their next you know, next project is mm -hmm. they're wanting to buy into practice, things like that, or first thing in the morning because that's when they're available. Yeah. And then the day itself looks like hopefully I've got two or three appointments going out and meeting with clients or mm -hmm. meeting with prospects, taking people to lunch, you know, these kind of things. And and then uh, we're entertaining people at night. You know, we've got probably have something next Friday to go yeah. to with your wife. Yeah. So and, um, you know, it's, it's about taking care of clients needs, getting them comfortable. Right. Let, let's go out. Let's go have dinner. Let's go have lunch. Let's go watch a concert. Let's go watch a sporting event. Let's go yeah. do something where I get to know you and, and know mm -hmm. what your needs are get to know your business that kind of stuff that's 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 what's important right because that's what differentiates me from yeah. the other banker that you walk into at a branch and they take your order right yeah yeah i'm not i'm not i'll take your order don't get me wrong you know that but also why 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 am i taking your order what what caused you to come in or what caused you to text me hey i need x mm -hmm. okay that triggers this bigger picture right okay he needs you know ACH, he needs wires. Why does he need new wires? Oh, he's growing. His business is growing. He's, you know, he's got clients, mm -hmm. you know, outside of Texas now or whatever the need is. And and it's about getting to know people and getting to getting to really understand them. What makes them tick? What's yeah. important to them? I'm ready to go to one of those concerts. <laughs> yeah, come on. What was, come what was on. the one you just went to? I saw you went to one concert on Facebook. Oh, we, get to, oh, we went to see an ACDC cover band at Tannehill's. So we go to Tannehill's quite a bit. One of Tim Love's new places there in the stockyards. And uh -huh. uh, we just love it. And uh, and, and they're called uh, Back in Black. And then they were wow. they're really good. I was in, I, I like ACDC. I had no idea they had so many hits. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not a big 
didn't didn't grow up with them. But uh, but man, you listen to that show, you're like, holy cow! I know almost every single song that they're playing. Yeah, and they had the look. The lead singer looked like the lead singer. The the guitarist was doing the the footstep bouncing, and it, it was it was they fun went show. all out. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So we're uh, what are we ten minutes from the stockyards? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's cool. Five. This is a really unique location. I mean, we got TCU right here. We got the stockyards right here. So absolutely, we're out there quite a bit. So basically, in simplest terms, what uh, what Bill's saying is that uh, it's it's all relationship based. You know, I, I think again, in the time that we've been together, not only does he do our, our business financing, our business banking lines of credit, stuff like that, but even some of the personal stuff we've looked at, whether, you know, it's assets, uh, private wells. Buying uh, that wife that house she wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what are some, like, so what are some of the challenges that you've faced, right? Because I know in business, obviously, you know, for some of you that don't know, but if you back up to the end of 2019, I think it was September, I created my first LLC on my own, Stockyard Equipment LLC, which was my retail dealership where we sold uh, semi-trucks to the general public. But, you know, now that I I transferred over to truckvin.com and I I had this more grand vision to, hey, how do we buy more equipment and give a customer a better forward-facing experience? I know I had some challenges there, but what are some of the challenges that maybe you faced in the past or maybe some of the challenges you face now, right? For us, some of the big challenges are, like you mentioned, fuel prices. Mm -hmm. You know, fuel prices seem like they, they came down a little bit. And now they're starting to slowly climb back up. And then some of the other stuff is, you know, freight rates, right? And where's the used truck pricing going? Is it going up? Is it going down? So those are some of the challenges. But what have you found in the, in the banking and private well sectors? Yeah, I mean, the biggest the biggest challenge for us is interest rates, right? Mm-hmm. They've climbed, uh, doubled, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it, what, what people don't understand who've only been in banking for, you know, the last five, 10 years mm-hmm. is what in the world are we doing? They're scared to death because they've yeah. never dealt with this, right? Uh, but a banker that's been here for 20, 25 years knows this is normal. Like yeah. 7% is normal, right? So I think that uh, that's a challenge, right? Because mm-hmm. we've gotten everybody so used to this three and a half, four 4% for, forever yeah. that they think that's normal. And, and, and just getting people used to whether you want to call it a new normal or back to normal, yeah. it, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you call it. Getting people used to it, you know. We we've got deals that that work at five percent, five and a half percent that don't necessarily work at seven and a half percent. So that's what you're seeing the commercial real estate um, industry like that's slowing down quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of it's ebb and flows. Like rates are low, commercial real estate is up. We're, we're doing a bunch of it, you know, just like everybody else is, right? Uh, but when interest rates are up, uh, then you then you're switching over to the CNI stuff, you mm-hmm. know, business lines of credit, things like that. And 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 people are always like, why, why? Well, because the line of credit is usually tied to prime, right? So mm-hmm. it might be a little higher than what you're wanting right now or whatever it might be. Yeah. But that's yeah. going to go up and down. So if you if you feel like it's going to come down or you're good, you're not locked into a rate. Where commercial real estate, you're usually locked in for five years yeah, or, or more, exactly. right? So that's why we're seeing the, the climb in, in the CNI business, right? Mm-hmm. And then private wealth is always what it is, right? The people have money. You borrow from a bank and wealth yeah. get well, rich get richer. You know, same kind of deal, right? Mm-hmm. They don't use their own money to get wealthy; <laughs> yeah. they use ours. And yeah. so that 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 industry or that that sector of the bank is always going to be there. It's always going to be, you know, it's always going to be rocking and rolling. I mean. When you when you know private wealth guy buys a Bentley, uh, you know for for his wife for Christmas, 
that, that's what we do too. So yeah. we'll, we'll finance that too. <laughs> for any of you that want to finance a Bentley for your wife for Christmas, call Bill. Call me. <laughs> so some of the some of the sectors that you guys will dive into as far as financing, I know a lot of our customers may be, you know, over the road long haul where they're hauling, you know, just maybe dry general freight. Maybe they're hauling refrigerated. Maybe they're hauling heavy equipment. Will you guys look at... Uh, you know, like drayage type freight where the guys hauling containers or will you finance oil field companies that are, you know, maybe they're hauling chemicals, maybe they're hauling heavy equipment, maybe they're hauling, you know, frack pumps. Is there kind of some of those different sectors that you guys will and won't do? Yeah. So what I think most banks you'll find out, we mm-hmm. like, if you're do, talking about oil, the oil and gas industry, <laughs> the further away we can get from <laughs> in the ground, the uh-huh. better, right? So if you're hauling the hauling the fuel uh, great well you know because what we always like to know is hey you're, right now you're hauling fuel mm-hmm. if, if something was to happen in the industry it takes a dive or whatever which it happens it goes exactly. up and down you can take your truck and now drive whatever freight you can drive cattle you can drive whatever right you can mm-hmm. you have an alternative if needed right so so when it comes to trucking we like it all because because we know it's kind of recession proof. We're always yeah. going to need to haul stuff always. from one place to another, everything. no matter everything. what. I mean, yeah. think think about these. Uh, everything's delivered to our door now, mm-hmm. so somehow it's got to get to the warehouse, and then it's got to get to our house. So that's got everything's got to be moved, right? Everything. Um, everything's coming in on the ports. I was getting from the ports to the to distribution target. centers, right? To yeah. Target, to from, Walmart, from to, to Amazon, target. right? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so so uh, trucking is something that I think. M- our bank and most banks are going to be fairly friendly with that industry yeah. uh, for the most part. I know a couple of banks that we've talked with in the past, I mean, you even say oil and gas, and it's just, no, we won't touch sure. her. I'm like, hey, but you got to understand, like, he's just hauling the chemicals, like, to and from the well site. And they're like, nope, we don't want it. You know? Yeah, I think what you got to understand or what people have to understand is it's kind of like that, right? X bank over here, they got burnt by it mm-hmm. that five years ago, ten years ago, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like credit compliance guy, the one that's actually signing off saying I do approve this. Yeah. Not the banker, but the guy in the backside uh-huh. that's doing the work yeah. is saying, Hey, this makes sense to the bank. Exactly. He got burnt by it before. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be a little less likely to say yeah so so yeah, there's definitely banks that have been burnt by it before or just scared of it or whatever reason, right? That's, that's the reality of it all. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also banks out there that specialize in oil and gas stuff. So they might be out in Midland or whatever, but yeah. but there are definitely banks that specialize in that if you want to. Well, those guys have been at, burnt by the oil and gas, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's up and down for those guys. There's right? a few of them out there. You definitely want a wealthy guarantor on that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sign here, 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 put this up too. Right. What things would you attribute most to your success? And, and 25 years of banking, I mean, that's a that's a long time. That's a long time to spend in banking. Uh, well, not just that, but I mean, that's that's a wealth of knowledge. You know, you've you've seen the ups and downs, right? From sure. starting from a teller to going to a manager to going to, uh, you know, senior vice president to now private wealth. You're mm-hmm. seeing everything from you know, a checking account that may have $100 in it to a checking account that may have $100 million in it. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing the clientele behind that and finding, you know, the solutions of, hey, does this guy just need financing for his Honda Civic that he's going to buy? Right. Or, hey, does this guy need, uh, you know, quarter million dollars to go buy a Bentley for his wife for Christmas because he right. got bored? So I think with that, that's a lot of experience. That's a lot of knowledge. You know, what, what things would you say um, helped you find the most success, right? Some people, you know, have said, hey, maybe it's reading or maybe it's networking with people or maybe it's, you know, something I heard. What, 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 
like top things would you say that you carry with you that maybe sure sure yeah so uh i think it's part of his growing up when i grew up mm -hmm. uh, my dad's a hard worker he was a, a uh, supervisor at General Motors at parts distribution plant. Okay. So a little tie into the automobile yeah. industry yeah. with you. And I ended up having an opportunity to go out there and work in the summer uh, yeah. when I was in college. And everybody there loved my dad. So yeah. it was like he created relationships with people. And when I came out there, I got the benefit, but was a benefactor of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see that with my kids, my two boys, one's 14 and one's 11. The other day we were sitting in the car talking about it and uh, – the, the brother benefit is what they call it. So my older son yeah. was a good kid. Yeah. My younger one, he's he's a great kid too, but he's a benefactor because his older brother went through the same teachers yeah. and he was a great student. So he gets he gets the benefit of that. He's automatically a good student until he yeah. proves them wrong. So outside of that, I think it's just uh, treating everybody the way they want to be treated, right? Mm -hmm. I know you and I, we can cut up, we can talk to each other at nine o'clock at night or seven o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. I got other clients that's, you know, I just want to be dealt with during the day. Mm -hmm. I got other clients that don't want to be dealt with during the day. And it's just getting to know people, right. Taking that time uh, to know them, know their touch points. Every, every day has a plan. It starts out with a plan. I start out with my plan in the morning mm -hmm. and that plan continues throughout the day. And uh, if I don't start out the day, right. It's, it's, it's and that's before I leave the house. Right. Yeah. Before I leave the house, I have to hit my my what I call my core four. If I don't hit my core four, my days it, it's off. Right. And core and that four. allows me to touch the important things in my life. Mm -hmm. Right. Personally, the important things in my life. And to speak of the core four, because that's probably the next question. My core four body being business and balance. Right. What is so it? my body? Okay, right. Body. body. Okay. I have to work out. Right. Yeah. Whether it's a 15 minute hit activity, it's a walk down the street or it's a 45 minute intense workout okay. or a run. Right. Got to get that done. Uh, my being. So with me, I'm a, I grew up a Christian, so I got to yeah. hit the Bible. So Absolutely. every day I got a little Bible study that I do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then that's kind of gets gets my mind in the right focus. Right balance right balance what 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 keeps me balanced well it's for me it's my girlfriend of two and a half years okay. and it's my kids right so Absolutely. every morning they get because they're not with me all the time obviously divorce so every morning if the kids aren't with me they get a text from me in the morning just saying you know dad loves you uh you know sometimes they get a dad joke in there uh -huh. sometimes they get a picture of us from the weekend that we spent together but wow. something little in there that's extra right or yeah. it's like this morning it's hey can't wait to see you tonight i'm picking you up tonight you know, excited about it. Right. And then I hit the, hit the girlfriend up with something, you yeah. know, you know, this, to, this, this morning, my message to her was, Hey, thanks. It's been stressful. I'm working on 14 different loans right now, which normally I close three a month. So I'm, I'm busy. I'm stressful. Yeah. I'm crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, thanks for being there. Thanks for being my support. Yeah. Thanks for being my anchor. Sometimes it's like, Oh, last night, date night was so great. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was, it was special because, you know, the dress you wore. It was special because the, the kiss you gave, they gave me. It was special because we connected with these other friends or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but something every day so that one, she knows I pick her and choose her every day. Mm -hmm. And two, that she knows I'm thinking about it, right? So I start the day out with that and it leads me in the right direction with her. So then yeah, throughout yeah. the day, she's like, ah, oh, you know, her mind is set right too. Yeah. That, you know, I'm, I'm her guy. 
Yeah. And then uh, business. So the last piece of business, I listen to podcasts, which this all comes from a podcast, of yeah. course, right? Yeah. And and then I try to, and I spend time reading a book. So right now I'm rereading uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> so just picking a book, there's plenty of books out there. What yeah. doesn't, but something that's going to help you, whether it's personally or uh, with your job, something mm-hmm. to help you every day um, and, and get you going. Uh, you know, the podcast motivates me to, you know, look at myself, reflect and f- get a focus for the day. And then the book helps me to educate myself to, to get better. I'm not, I'm not a big reader. Don't get me wrong. Didn't grow up reading <laughs> books like crazy, but it's something that I've placed, put in place mm-hmm. to educate myself to, to, to drive in the right direction. Body being balanced business. Correct. Yeah. The core four before the core door. Core four before the door. Yeah. Core four before the door. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so I've, you know, here, I don't know, it's probably been the last six months or so, but uh, I've tried to do that, you know, commit to three, right? So every every day you wake up, uh, you know, I'll get up, I'll go to the gym, whether I go to Hot Works or I'll go to, you know, Anytime Fitness, right? Depending on what the day is. But, sure. you know, getting up, going to the gym, coming back you know, get ready for work. And then as soon as I get to the office, it's, you know, doing my journal, right? So I have a journal that uh, mm-hmm. top three things on the left side is gratitude, right? So give me three things that you're grateful for. And, cool. and maybe something as small as much like you said, I think yesterday, or actually this morning, excuse me, I just said it this morning was, you know, having uh, a wife that is supporting me, obviously going into four years of entrepreneurship, it is the hardest thing outside of, uh, you know, other family matters that I've had and mm-hmm. doing. I mean, entrepreneurship is incredibly tough. You sure. are literally making an illogical decision to tell yourself, hey, I'm going from a guaranteed salary income, whether you have benefits, 401k, IRA, uh, a, a nice cozy office that you show up to and you're like, hey, I'm going to go out in the middle of the Atlantic Sea and a kayak. And I'm going <laughs> to hope that this thing doesn't turn upside down because honestly, you are, you're really, you're going out to start a business and especially trucking. If there's a huge, huge turnover rate, 70% of, of trucking companies go out of business in that first 12 months. And it's like, you're, you're taking, you know, money and down payment and you're obtaining financing and you're maxing out credit cards for fuel and insurance <laughs> and you're having to take care of your bills back home. And, and mm. my God, it can be stressful. And and we get the phone calls and it just breaks your heart to hear some of these guys. We've sure. we've had phone calls of guys in tears and they're just like, man, please help me get out of my truck. I just mm-hmm. want to be done. Uh, we've had phone calls of guys that are like, man, my truck's going to get repossessed. I need to move inside of a day or two. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey, the good thing is our average turn time is three days. Yeah. Right. So, you know, but with that, it's, it's three things of gratitude. Right. So mm-hmm. today was having a, a supporting, loving wife that was mm-hmm. here going into you know, the, another year of entrepreneurship. The sure. next thing was, right, having the freedom and ability to the podcast, the books, the articles, the networking. LinkedIn is a huge, huge tool. I mean, I, I connect with a lot of people in the trucking industry, but guys outside of that too, mm-hmm. right? Who do I know or who do I know that they know that I could connect with much? Sure. Something as simple as, hey, this guy's in real estate, but hey, he knows this guy that was a you know recruiter at this large firm and he can help me network to find some of the open positions or mm-hmm. hey maybe I can take this guy and go network with him and mm-hmm. he knows another place where we can connect with some of the large trucking right. companies uh, but so it's it's the three gratitude three things we're thankful for the next one is what is my vision for today right mm-hmm. so giving 
exact clarity of, hey, this is the exact thing I have to do. So for today, it was creating the remaining uh, podcast schedule for all of February, some of the notes, right? And then it breaks out your hours, you know, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., et cetera. And that helps me stay structured because Mm -hmm. my entire staff here knows as an owner, you're dealing with much more than just sales, right? Mm -hmm. You're dealing with the sales, you're dealing with finance, you're dealing with the marketing team, you're dealing with all the aspects. So it keeps me, if it's not on that journal, I'm not getting it done, Mm -hmm. but I can check them off each hour. And then on the right-hand side of the journal, it has a question, right? Today was what three words describe you and why, Mm -hmm. right? So I wrote down persistence, courageous and impatience, right? (laughs) And and kind of in short was impatience, right? I'm very impatient. If I ask for something to be done for my staff, I expect them to do it right away. Mm. It's like, hey, I asked you 30 seconds ago. Not not literally, but (laughs) I I think having the impatience has helped uh, tremendously because you've got to be able to make a decision fast. If somebody calls me and they're like, hey, we've got 35 2021 W900s, Here's where we need to be. Here's when they're ready. I need to make a decision then. Right. Does it work or does it not work? Uh, persistence. Anybody that's in sales, you can feel this from the core <laughs> of your heart, and even you can. Persistence. It's it's consistent phone calls. It's uh, email. It's text. It's mm-hmm. marketing. It's LinkedIn. It is consistent. You will hear no more times than not, and you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. That is one of the best sayings I've ever heard is get comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you're not comfortable with somebody telling you no, you're not comfortable with hearing, no, we already work with X, or you're not comfortable hearing, no, that's not going to work for us, don't call us back then it's going to be very tough to stay inside of anything, especially a business that's Mm -hmm. related around sales or uh, supply chain or whatever it is. and then obviously the next piece was courageous. And that goes back to putting that kayak in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> right. Just start paddling because you've got to have some courage and you've got to be able to believe in yourself and mm-hmm. know enough that, hey, you know, for me, when I started back in 19, I was like, okay, I know two guys that I can call right now that will give me just this much advice. And they were right. like, hey, do this, this, this. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Now let me start calling some companies and see what they have for sale that I may sure. be able to buy. And then obviously that just falls into a, a cycle of setting, hey, what do I have working right now? What do I have working next week? What do I have working next month? And setting your follow-ups inside of that. So that, that's awesome. Core four yeah. <laughs> for the door. Um, so uh, I guess the, the last question, right? So advice for a, uh, for a 25-year-old you, w- what's the most important things that you carry with you each day? And, and I'll tell you, mine is... I've heard it from numerous people. It's don't get wrapped up in the material things. You can't take things with you. You can only take experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's something, obviously, is, is a lot of business owners are, whether you're listening to this on, you know, uh, iTunes or, you know, Spotify or Amazon Podcasts, or maybe you're watching the video here on YouTube. But, you know, things that, that I carry with me are what experiences did I have when I leave this earth? What can I carry with me? What did mm. my wife think of me? What do my kids think of me? Mm. What interactions did I have? Was I able to call Bill and say, hey, man, I really need your help on this deal because it's going to take me to the next level yeah. and have that experience versus saying, hey, you know, I've got 10 cars out there and boats and mm. et cetera, et cetera. So what would you tell your 25-year-old self that's most important to carry with you for future success, man, I got a couple things because uh, you you prepped me for this. Uh, one one, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip my order here and tie into one that goes exactly with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. People are gonna forget what you said, 
Mm-hmm. People are going to forget what you did, but they won't forget how you made them feel. Wow. You know, right? Yeah. So you can, you and I have had this relationship for time. Yeah. You know how I make you feel, and I know how you make me feel, right? Mm-hmm. I know that I trust you, and I know that we can talk about highs, lows of your industry. Mm-hmm. We can take highs, lows of marriage. We can take highs, lows of whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but because we've got that the feel, right? Mm-hmm. And what we said then we might not remember the exact words. Yeah. We might not remember exactly where we were or any of that stuff, but we know how it made us feel, right? Exactly. So super important. Um, establish a morning routine, right? You've got one. Mm-hmm. I've got one. They're all going to look different. Mine's not the right one for you, or maybe it is, yeah. but establish some kind of morning routine, right? Mm-hmm. Get your butt out of bed. And, you know, the funny thing is this morning I was running, I wasn't running late, but I was running close to it. Yeah. Um, I, I talked to my boss twice on the phone. We're trying to hammer out a deal. I didn't expect those calls in the morning. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm running behind. Yeah. I almost left without making my bed. I was like, eh, I'm not going to make my bed. Ah, crap. My boys are coming over tonight. Mm-hmm. I always make my bed. I always require them to make their bed. Yeah. If they come into the house tonight and they see my bed's not made. What, what example do I set? Exactly. Right? So simple yeah. things is, this is what I do every morning. Do them. Get it done, right? Get it done every day. What else? Be intentional, right? We talked a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm working with, meeting with you, working with you, be intentional, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a one size fits one matter, right? I got I to gotta figure out what your points are, what you need. Get that done, right? Mm-hmm. Meet your needs, right? Not mine. Mine are <clears throat> put mine out of the way. As long as I'm helping you and taking care of you, my company will reward me for that in whatever yeah. way they do, right? And uh, you know, another thing is, uh, you know, if you've got a little bit of drive on the way to work, I don't. <laughs> I live two miles from here, and I've worked less than a mile that way, right? So, um, but if you got time on the way to work, find a podcast, find mm-hmm. something that motivates you, gets you going in the morning. My motivation, I like a guy yelling and cussing at me, telling me to get get your shit done, right? Yeah. That, that's what I like, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody else might want some, you know, butterflies and rainbows, and, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. Just find something that motivates you, right? Yeah. Or, and whether and some people might need. You know, that might be your time to listen to a Bible verse or listen to might be your time to to uh, essentially meditate on the way to work. Right. Get your head right. Right. Find something to either get your head right or get you focused on that day yeah. moving forward. And um, I think the last thing is, is and, and this, this appeals to you, probably appeals to everybody. We're all in the hospitality business, right? Mm-hmm. It's whether we choose to be in it or not, right? Exactly. We don't run a hotel. We don't run a restaurant. But we're in a, in a business to mm-hmm. serve people, right? And as long as we can serve people and do do right by them, yeah, you're always going to be successful, right? Put put the other person's needs in front of your own, yeah. And, and that goes into personal stuff. Put your put your yeah. you know put your wife in front of yourself. Put your kids in front of yourself. Things like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you can put other people first in your personal life and your business life, you'll always be successful. Yeah, I think being intentional is a is such a huge thing. You know, it, I I know personally, I found very early on I was trying to juggle with so many different things, and I was like, man, you know 
do I want to uh, stop what I'm doing and take this phone call from this customer that's calling mm -hmm. me back? I'm already in the middle of you know typing up a purchase agreement and oh, I need to call the bank and do this. But being intentional is such a huge piece. And I think that goes with the hospitality because you know, all of the phone calls that we have here, much much like your bank, are recorded. And we want to make sure we're not recording them just to say we recorded them. We want to record them where we can say, hey, where can we add in the quality control? Where can mm -hmm. we add in making that person feel like a person? Um, you know, I'll end on this is is perfect example. We had a guy named, uh, let's say John. Mm -hmm. John called in. John was in a very bad position. John said, hey, look, my truck's up for repossession. Here's where it's at. The lender's already contacted me. They're willing to talk with you guys. And we were able to set up a settlement mm -hmm. for John. We got the truck taken care of, inspected. It was a beautiful truck. Mm -hmm. He just, the loads didn't work out like he thought they would. His income didn't work out. He had one major repair that wiped him out. And we said, John, look, here's the option. You know, we'd love to work with you. He was able to get in contact with his bank and we got the deal done in three days. He called us on Monday, Wednesday at I think 3.30, my transport company called out and went and picked it up. Mm -hmm. uh, John called back that following Monday and referred us to a guy that runs 88, 89 trucks. Oh, wow. And he was like, hey, call this guy. Mm -hmm. He's got 12 trucks that just dropped. Yeah. Right. But we were intentional. Mm -hmm. we, we, we were hospitable to say, hey, John, look, we understand mm -hmm. the position that you're in. We want you to understand we're a person first. Look, sure. even if I can't help you, I want you to know that I'm a person, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, it goes back to what Warren Buffett says. You, you can take 20 years to make a reputation and 20 minutes to ruin it. Mm -hmm. um, but that goes to, to reviews is, you know, Google reviews, Better Business Bureau, Facebook. I encourage everybody to look at them. But, you know, today we spent some time with Bill Cresser from Origin Bank, uh, Senior Vice President, Private Wealth Banker right here in Fort Worth, uh, downtown, what was it, downtown office? Yeah, downtown, yeah, right Throckmorton so, and, uh, and 7th. So Throckmorton <laughs> and 7th. 5th, 7th, close enough. But um, appreciate having you on, spending some time with you. If you guys are interested, in, maybe you're, you're financing uh, a single truck, maybe you're financing a group of trucks, you're, you're waiting on new trucks to come in, and maybe they're getting here soon, or private wealth questions, anything, we'll make sure that uh, down below we link all of Bill's contact information, but... Bill Cresser, Origin yeah. Bank. Thanks, Thanks for being man. here. Appreciate you. You've been listening to the TruckVin.com podcast with Zach Ellis, your go-to source for up-to-date insights on the trucking industry. Remember, when you're ready to sell, call America's foremost truck buyer at 855-TRUCK-20 or visit TruckVin.com. Join us next time for the TruckVin.com podcast.